Hello and welcome to Yeah Podcast, yet another Final Fantasy podcast, a podcast that I, Antonin Januska, host every week. And I skipped one week last year, that's true. But otherwise, I am pretty good about staying on schedule. Um, we are in Season 5, this is Episode 18, Back on Earth. And it should already tell you what's actually going on in this episode. It's a little bit of a minor spoiler, I think, but, you know, since you're listening, it doesn't really matter, because... Well, spoiler incoming. Um, in the last episode, uh, we had what's his name, X Death, um, use the crystals and return Earth to its original state. And then we fell somewhere, and the party gets up, and they're like, hey, is that a Castle Tycoon out there? And it turns out we're back on Earth. That's right. We're on Earth, but it's similar yet different to the Earth that we remember as World One in this, um, in this gameplay, in this storyline, I start walking up to the to to Castle Tycoon. We don't get really much else than this looks like Earth, but there's stuff that's different. Um, you kind of see there there are like more rivers and lakes, kind of separating some places that you normally were able to walk down. I think there are some places where mountains are replaced by canyons, things like that. So it's like imagine. Yeah, imagine if you um, had, like, regular Earth and you just kind of, like, changed a few things about it. Uh, I saw the castle. The castle looks different, or it looked different to me, but I made a note to myself that, hey, I must have imagined it because the because nobody in the castle said that anything else looks different. So um, I will put that away. But here's the thing. I had some really, like, heavy Chrono Trigger vibes from this game like from this section from previous sections and this really puts it into context where you have you affected the original earth the original world by being on a different world and doing something there and then coming back and seeing the results and i just love that so i went to castle tycoon we're told we gotta go see the chancellor um i thought that there was time travel but there's no time travel there's it's just literally the same planet but a little bit different the chancellor greets us uh confirms that king tycoon yes is definitely dead and he wants to celebrate Teresa, or you know which is ferris's true name and there's a banquet which is weird like there's this one huge world changing thing that happened and the first thing the chancellor says is like no no no, let's not worry about that random river that's now like right by the castle Let's go ahead and celebrate Sarissa's return. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but like also doesn't. There's a little cutscene where the Chancellor forces Sarissa to wear a dress, and I, I was just like, live it, live it around it. Like, why? Why would you force somebody to wear something that they don't want to wear? Uh, especially if they just come back after a long time of being away. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. As soon as she comes out with her dress, Bart freaks out and basically, like, falls in love with her. Uh, and then Bart and Krilly have, like, this really funny banter between them, and she's like, hey, are you blushing? And, you know, it's... it's uh, They have a fun back and forth. It's really cool to see these two characters, like, build up a rep rapport, like, almost immediately. Uh, but again, it's kind of sad to see, like, Sarissa being treated this way, where they're, they're like, hey, you have to wear a dress, and then suddenly when she wears a dress, Bart is like, oh my god, she's beautiful. It reminds me of, like, 90s movie, 90s teenage movies, you know? Um, like, I'm, it happened in several different movies, but, you know, th there's, th there's that parody, was it not another teenage movie, where there's literally one character, and she looks exactly the same, then she takes off her glasses, and everybody's like, oh my god, look at how wonderful and amazing she looks now. Uh, it feels kind of like that, and it's 
uh, it gives, I don't, I really just get, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it feels really weird, uh, to see that. Then we see, we have people dancing, and whenever we try to approach Sarissa or, uh, Lena, who are basically sitting in their throne, uh, above the dancing, uh, the dancers move in the way and don't let us pass through. So it's kind of our chance to go exploring the castle. Uh, as Bartz. So Bartz goes to talk to Krilly, who's outside now. So uh, it, there was kind of like a cutscene of the banquet being introduced, and then we're at the banquet. Krilly's not there. Bartz goes to see Krilly. She's still in pain over Galef's death. That makes sense. It happened like yesterday. <laughs> Bartz wants to see what happened to this world and how it's different, which I feel like is like that should have been a number one priority. X, I mean, we just defeated X death, but like the crystals were shattered. There's still no wind. There's still issues with the fire, earth, water, avatar. And nobody seems to care about it except for like Barts and Curly. And so Barts and Curly team, team up and they're now a party. So we have a two person party. I'm once again like, oh, this world doesn't have Drakes. And then again, I imagine something happening and not. So it's kind of funny. Like I, I put down notes of things that I thought and then I came, came back and I'm like, nope. Like I imagine this change. And that happened quite a few times. I guess I had a different perception of the world when I was first starting out versus now that I'm there. Uh, they leave together, Bart and Curly. They leave the castle without the princesses, which I thought it was kind of like a not okay move. But then, then again, they were like, they could not approach them, which was the big issue. Uh, we then go up a tower and we meet an NPC whose name is Jenica and we get a flashback. So the NPC tells us that Ferris might not be Sarissa. This was a, again, this was kind of confusing, but anytime Jenica was talking about Sarissa, it sounded almost like, um, you know, Ferris might not be Sarissa, but then nothing came of it. So maybe I misunderstood the text or the translation was poor. I'm not 100% sure, but, and, and I'm just trying to be honest here. Like, I wrote these notes down of like, she might not be Sarissa. Maybe it was like, maybe I subconsciously, um, thought, hey, what if there was a plot twist where F Ferris is really not Sarissa? But that didn't seem to be the case. It just seemed to be me misunderstanding the text or maybe seeing, uh, sarcasm when there isn't none, right? Like, it's really hard to tell emotions from text. So this, so we get a flashback to a child in a classroom with Jenica, and she's, uh, Jenica's teaching her cure, cura, and curaga spells. Then Sarissa goes to put Lena down to sleep, uh, but she was asked to return back to her teacher. We get, like, a little sequence in the bedroom, and uh, Sarissa and Lena are talking. Uh, Sarissa tells Lena, hey, guess what? Like, uh, King Tycoon, like, our dad is gonna take us flying on a Windrake tomorrow and how exciting that is. Uh, we kind of see that uh, Sarissa knows a bunch of different spells around this point. And uh, Jenica, we get a we get a pan over to Jenica who see, sees that Sarissa is late, like super late. Then we get a, a more of another fly, like another sequence where we see that uh, Sarissa moved her bed next to Lena and they went to sleep like together in the in the, like sleeping next to each other. And it was just absolutely adorable. This makes me wonder why Sarissa, like, for all this time, never tried to come back to the castle. Like, why did she not try to come back even after she became the queen of the pirates or the king of the pirates? Like, why, why was she, why was she gone? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a weird sequence. And, and I'm still wondering what really happened there. And now that we're back on Earth, I do want to mention, I'm wondering if Sildra is going to come back, because I am still not con convinced, you know, 15 episodes later, that Sildra is really dead. We're back in the castle. Try to, we tried to leave the castle, and a soldier runs toward us. Uh, apparently, the bridge over the West River is finally complete, which means that we can take it. Um, 
and we go look for Boko, uh, Bartis Chocobo, which is kind of funny. We go to the cave, and it's the pirate cave. That's where uh, Boko st- stayed at, and we run into our Chocobo there. Grilly gets introduced, and we get introduced to Boko's wife. Do Chocobos have marriage ceremonies? Like, is that is that a thing? <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a whole sequence of like, we meet Boko's wife, Boko comes with Bart's for his adventure, but says, uh, but says, uh, bye to his kids and his wife. So he's leaving his kids and his wife. Bart's promises Boko that he'll return. Uh, he promises Coco, which is Boko's wife, that, uh, Boko will return safely. And this is just like not looking good. Like whenever I see like, oh yeah, we'll definitely return this character safely. Nope. I'm sorry. You're now a widow. <laughs> Your children are without a parent. I, I apologize. Like that's, that's where I see this going. I for- totally forgot that chocobos can run over rivers, which works really well in this world because the rivers connect sections of the world that were disconnected before um the change happened to this planet so you'd be able to run across like you'd be you'd have a mountain range and it was replaced by a river so you could go from um tool village all the way down to like another section even though tool village was technically surrounded by mountains in the in world one so yeah like i said lots more rivers i went i did go to tool village uh, i ran through a canyon and then fell into an underground uh, in and then I fell underground through a hole. Bart's, Bart's gets really mad at Boko. And I'm like, you two reunited after all these adventures. And you're going to be, you know, angry at Boko for not seeing a hole in the ground. Like, I didn't see the whole hole in the ground. And I was controlling the Chocobo, right? Uh, really defends Boko. And, and, and there's just, like, something off about Bart's. Like, Bart's is acting really weird. And has been, really, like, this, this entire time. Um... We're stuck, and we find out that we're in an antline hole, and an antline attacks. Uh, the antline was like a really easy defeat. Uh, eventually, there's a rope that was lowered, and it's put up and down, and Bart tries to jump on Boko to reach the, the rope, and it's like this whole little comedic section. And then we hear a voice to ask us to never do something like that again. Uh, we agree, and then Boko goes up first, then Bart's, and we find out it was Ferris. So Ferris come ba- comes back. She says, hey, I don't want to be a princess, which doesn't play into my theory of Ferris not being Sarissa. Ferris probably was Sarissa, and she's, like, giving up something that she doesn't want to do. So, you know, I was probably wrong. Um, Curly mentions that she got a splinter. Ferris joins the party, and we go ahead and go to a cave, and we find Guido there. Guido's on his back, and Bartz flips Guido, and we find some exposition for our story. Guido is the the tortoise from uh, World 2. So it's interesting that Guido is in World 1 in a cave that's above water. Whoa. Okay. This just kind of clicked in my head. Something clicked here. We find out that the worlds merged. Yeah. So World 1, World 2, the two worlds merged together and we kind of see parts of it. So I, I bet you that Guido's cave that we just went to is in the same location in in this new world, the world three, the combined world, as it was in world two, except above ground because it's a different geography. So that's kind of a, that, that's kind of awesome. We are told of an ancient legend at that point. A thousand years ago, Barsa's and Krilly's world were one. 
the world split to seal the void. And I have in parentheses uh, some explicit things, but I'm saying I knew it. I knew it. I knew that there was a bigger evil than X-Death, and it was going to be this intangible thing that's going to destroy the world that we just don't know about until the end of the game, and it is the void. A thousand years ago, there existed a presence of the strongest evil, Enua. And it will control the void. So not only do we have the void as the ultimate villain, right? We also have Enuo as the ultimate strongest evil that controlled the void. Yeah, I knew it. I just, I, I knew it. I was saying it from the beginning. This is such a Final Fantasy thing to do. We were told about X-Death and X-Death is not the main villain of this story. Um, close, but not. Well, maybe the main villain in terms of, like, how long we'd end up fighting him, but, it, yeah. So, but people defeated Enuo with 12 legendary weapons, but the void remained. The crystals were split into two and the worlds as well to maintain balance. So something about the crystals being split allowed the void to be sealed in an interdimensional rift. Uh, so I, I d- it, it didn't make sense to me. I wrote this down. This is okay. This is not me misunderstanding it. I followed this line by line, trying to understand it. Enua was defeated with the twelve weapons, which means that Enua could not control the void anymore. The void remained. You cannot destroy the void. The the crystals were used to seal the void, but the crystals had to be split in two, and the worlds had to be split in two. But I don't understand how that creates any sort of balance. Why would you need to have two planets with two sets of crystals? To, to maintain balance, you know? Uh, I did leave a note here for fun that it's really awesome and funny that Final Fantasy is so science fiction and fantasy. It's never just fantasy and it's never just science fiction. And it's really cute with that, right? Like Final Fantasy 1 was mostly just fantasy, but then you had a floating fortress, right? Like if I remember correctly, there were some mechanical parts to Final Fantasy 1. Final Fantasy 2 obviously was very steampunky. Final Fantasy... Three was steampunk as well, and a few other things were were there. Um, Final Fantasy IV obviously had a lunar spaceship and aliens, so it's kind of fun. Then we're told that because of there are no crystals, wind, earth, fire, and earth will not return. So the issue that I said was an issue is still an issue. So we're on G- on Guido's cave on Earth, and this is when the splinter comes into fruition. Why were why was the Splinter in Curly's hand mentioned like five minutes ago. The splinter was X-Death. <laughs> X-Death turned himself into a splinter and now he's back. And so essentially his entire plan has been to use the power of the void for himself, right? So that was his entire intention. He wanted the, the power of the void. So the cr- destroying the crystals not only unsealed X-Death, but it also unsealed um, the void itself. The earth shake and we see the void expand and swallow the entirety of Tycoon Castle. Now, if you remember, Princess Lena is still in uh, Castle Tycoon and in Tycoon Castle. She's still there. There was a banquet. They left their friend there. <laughs> the friend that, like, I thought was the main character for the first several episodes of this of this podcast series. Oh, my God. So, Exeth knocks Barton Guido out, uh, we flash to Castle Tycoon, we see fire starts raining, uh, then we flash back, everybody gets knocked out, then the turtle and Exeth fight while, while Ferris, Krilly, and Bart watch. So there's a, there's a big fight between them, everything turns death, uh, turns death, everything turns red, and Exeth makes everyone scatter. 
And we're in the middle of our nowhere again. Uh, Guido runs off and then tells us that apparently the library of the ancients is a big deal. And that's probably basically where we need to go. There's a, there's a big, there's a book within that describes how to defeat X death. And this is when we go into the library of ancients. So it kind of feels like we're skipping around, but like, that's because X death is, X death is a very powerful, like, wizard. Like, this is, I feel like it's, uh, and anytime we thought that we had defeated X death, we did not really defeat him which I feel like is also new because with Golbez, at least like there were several times where, where Golbez and some of the other like villains over the, the series were like, Oh no, you thwarted this and this plan. Like, Oh no, in final fantasy two, you defeated the dreadnought. Um, which again, I want to say dreadnought literally means dread, not fear, nothing. Just, ah, oh, I love, for some reason, I really like knowing that anyway. Right, like you, we always foiled the villain's plan somehow, but in this case, we've been playing into X Death's hand for two thirds of this entire series. We have not done anything to defeat X Death. X Death was freed. X Death was able to return to World Two. X Death was able to uns- get unsealed, uh, destroy the crystals, merge the Earth planets together, fake being defeated, and get transported to fight Guido. Like all these things are happening to X Death's plan. We're still just puppets to this like s- just amazing wizard that an evil obviously, amazing and evil wizard. So we're at the Library of the Ancients, they find the second half of the hidden tome. Uh, I'm guessing this is because the World 1 and World 2 are combined. Guido comes in and it's just like, "Hey, let's just talk about stuff and somehow everybody knows who Guido is." Like, what? It was a really funny, weird sequence. Uh, Guido converts the staircase into a table. <laughs> and the Guido and the scholars have a meeting. Uh, we find out that the Rift has a bunch of fearsome monsters that were released. That makes sense. We need stronger monsters to fight against. Uh, and it, it shows as well. Like, if you walk around the the overworld, you're no longer seeing the the monsters from World 1 or World 2, you're seeing like these really strong monsters that are World 3 specific, which is why it's called World 3, even though it's a combination of the two worlds. There's just, there's enough things that are different that it, it um, justifies calling it a separate separate world. We are then told that we have to find the legendary weapons, the 12 legendary weapons, and the two tomes and uh, formed the two tomes come together to form one and tell us how to do all of this. So here's what we learn. The book speaks to us because we're the warriors of light. The weapons were sealed in Castle Kuza, uh, which I don't know where that is. To break the seal, we have to get four lithographs, which I think they were translated in the GBA version to be called tablets. If we, for each, we we get a riddle to learn about each location. Each lithograph and like a tablet has a servant that protects it. And this, this will unlock, lock them. It's, it, it's, 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 it gets confusing here, but we have Bahamut, Leviathan, and then we have the spell Meteor and the magic of time and space and the strongest black and white magic spells that, um, are protecting these tablets. Again, I went through this like several times trying to understand what the, they were trying to say by this, but basically each tablet has a servant that protects it and I guess we finally get to get, you know, defeat Bahamut and Leviathan in order to get those summons. The book, then the book can be used to open the final gate, which I don't know what the final gate is. I'm hoping that it's the gate in Castle Kuza. So the first tablet is in the pyramid in the desert. And I have in all caps in my notes, all of my questions from when we left the world one, 
are going to be finally answered, aren't they? What a twist. So if you all remember in World 1, I was wondering what that pyramid was in the middle of the desert that we couldn't get into. Um, it's the same desert that let us go down to like the ancient temple ruins that transported us from like one part of the world to the other. Um, Sid and Mid were all involved in the situation. It was where King Tycoon uh, perished, right? So that desert has a pyramid and we finally find out that inside of that pyramid is where I think the Earth lithograph or the Earth tablet is located at. We have an NPC that tells us there was a town that was accidentally sealed into the rift. So as we end our cutscene and conversation with the scholars and with uh, Guido, and then I walked around and talked to people and we uh, that's what I found out that there's a town sealed into the rift rift but now it'll be back and what's amazing is that they sold really like powerful weapons and magic and stuff like that so i'm kind of like looking forward to seeing this section and seeing where that's at and who they are now if that place came back from the rift why did the castle tycoon get sealed in into oh okay hold on the void swallowed up castle tycoon the rift swallowed up the void. When the void was released, so were the monsters, and so was this town. Okay, okay, making sense of it now. We then also find out that the tablets are protected by gargoyles, which I, again, I don't really understand what that means. I thought they were protected by these servants, um, where one of the servants was apparently a spell. So, like, it, it, it gets a little bit confusing, and hopefully we can clear that up in the next few episodes. But that's it for this episode. This is the first episode in World 3. Uh, we are, I think, like, <laughs> we have eight more episodes to go. Like, this game is long. Like, long game is long, right? I mean, Final Fantasy V, I did not expect it to be this long. Like, it's still an SNES game. I expected it to be maybe as long as Final Fantasy IV, even though that game felt pretty long, too. Uh, but it's a, it's a thrilling and riveting story. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we get to, how this game ends, and I'm excited to, at some point, finally get started with Final Fantasy VI. Because when you get to VI, you're only one away from seven, and that has been my goal this entire time, to get to Final Fantasy VII and finish that game. Uh, I started and almost finished that game so many times. Ah. So, looks like one of my predictions, like I said, bigger evil has been fulfilled. Um, I can't remember if I had any other predictions. I do keep wondering if, you know, if Sarissa or like Ferris is actually Sarissa, I'm wondering what happened to Lena, right? Like, that's a good question. We do get a little bit of a hint that Sid and Mid are going to be at, um, what is it? And uh, at one of the ancient ruins with that we explored in world one. I mean, that's where we left them before. So I bet there's going to be something fun that's going to happen in that section. I wonder how the rest of world two maps onto world one. I mean, a little bit of a spoiler alert, but north of the Library of Ancients is the Sugate? Wait, what was the name of it? I'm going to look this up real quick. Is the Sergate Castle. So it's we're, we are literally putting one map over and over the other and trying to kind of combine these worlds. So I'm wondering what kind of interesting combinations we're going to see. I mean, the fact that we have Sergate right above library of ancients tells us something right that a thousand years ago this sergate castle possibly had some kind of an influence on the temple of the ancients or the library of the ancients it it, it gives us maybe 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 library of the ancients is um was the product of you know an ancient sergate castle right uh, or or something like that um i don't think i saw the what is it the fire kingdom 
I didn't really see it anywhere. There, there are quite a few changes made in the map. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just, ex I'm just excited. I, I really like, I love this kind of stuff. Let me put a twist on, you know, um, one world and show you how, how, how different it can be. I kind of wish that Chrono Trigger was part of the Final Fantasy series so I could replay it as part of this podcast. But that game, it took me like four years to finish it. It took forever, uh, mostly because it's just like, it, it can be really confusing, but I had to like keep starting and stopping. I did record an episode about Chrono Trigger for a different podcast. I'm not going to talk much about it, but that is pretty much the only, the only content I've made connecting to Chrono Trigger. And it feels like Chrono Trigger is just Get, can easily get lumped in with Final Fantasy V. Like the these two games feel so similar in how they work. It feels like Chrono Trigger is just like let me expand on this idea that we started in Final Fantasy V. Uh, though I don't know which game came first. I'm guessing that Final Fantasy V came first, and I believe that Chrono Trigger came like a couple years later. So it's possible Chrono Trigger is after Final Fantasy VI as well. I would have to really check on that. And it's kind of sad, and I'm going off on a tangent, but it's kind of sad that Chrono Trigger didn't spawn its own series. I would have loved to have messed... First of all, I really liked the the party system and the fighting system in Chrono Trigger. And I think I would have loved to have seen more games that, that work like Chrono Trigger or were in the Chrono Trigger universe. Like, what, like how would it have looked if Chrono... Too much of a tangent. I can't... No. I'm... I should make a bonus episode. Maybe I'll make a bonus episode when I'm like a week behind or something and I'll be like, hey, let me talk to you about Chrono Trigger, this other amazing Square. And well, after, you know, the merger Square Enix game that that I enjoyed playing. That's it for this episode. You are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash podcast. I am still hoping and wishing, crossing fingers that by now I have released some merchandise like some t-shirts stickers or like coins or something random like that i'm working on it uh and if i did then uh, you probably need to go check out my twitter and <laughs> go click on a link somewhere over there because i'm probably gonna link to uh, a yaf podcast official homepage that has that kind of stuff so go check that out if that's the case uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna probably force myself to make it just so i don't have to edit this and delete this or just so I don't have to make a preamble of like a pre-recorded hey this is what's going on that I still haven't made it so hopefully in when this comes out everything will be where it needs to be but see you next episode when we're gonna get the earth lithograph the earth tablet and I wonder I bet we're gonna fight some interesting creatures at that point maybe or maybe a spell maybe we're gonna or maybe we're gonna fight a gargoyle who knows who knows but see you next time